0: For these of, those of you who don't know, I think everyone in here does, but for sake of podcast, community is a place where we come, um, we love Jesus, we worship Jesus, and we do that by um, the singing, the worship that we just did, uh, as David prayed, praying before the Lord, uh, the teaching of His Word, discussion of His Word, and then the fellowship afterwards. Um, so we're a place where we love Jesus, and we're all about Jesus, because... That's what's important. Um, we've been in a in a study called Dear Dear Elko in First Corinthians. Um, as we talk about every week, who knows what we've been talking about? And I'm not a pastor, so speak up if you want to. In First Corinthians, Paul writes a letter to Corinth, and what does he tell them? Why is he writing a letter?
1: He's writing a letter to uh, fix problems. He's-
0: Exactly. And major problems such as adultery, uh, idolatry, uh, suing each other, um, pretty much anything you can possibly think of. They're messing up big time. Um, yeah. 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 Grow up. Now's the time. Um, knock it off what you're doing. Um, so we've been going through that. We're in 1 Corinthians 13. Tonight, so if you have a Bible, I set some out earlier. First Corinthians thirteen. Uh, we have three chapters left in the book, I, I believe, and we're almost done. So we, we'll be done in a few more weeks, and we'll be starting a, a different series. Um, not sure what yet, but um, it'll be good, I promise. Um, in First Corinthians um, thirteen, this this is a chapter in the Bible that has been. I guess you could say, taken way out of context a lot of times, um, a lot of times. It's known as the love chapter. Um, it's very popular. It's been in all Christian bookstores, Christian t-shirts, coffee mugs. It's everywhere. Um, I'm sure you guys have all read the book um, of 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Um, not very long, but what I want to talk about um, tonight is what what love is and what it's not. Um, there is a big difference in, I guess you could say, a biblical love versus a cultural love, um, and we need to be about biblical love. So I'm going to talk about that tonight. Um, also, um, as community, and, and when we when community started, it, it was a place where we wanted to be about Jesus, a, a community, a gospel focused community of love. And who can tell me what gospel community could? possibly mean. A gospel community of love. I mean anybody. I think it's
1: just a gathering of people that that believe in the gospel but not just believe it in and profess it but that actually practice it and make it a lifestyle. Exactly and the love part of that um would be the action part of actually doing stuff.
0: Exactly. Um it's a community centered around the work and person of Jesus and we want to follow him, what he did, and what he told us to do. Like Nate said, um, it's an action. We come here, we meet, we learn, we talk about Jesus, and we just don't leave and go to our houses. We, we take action, and we love, and we love by sharing the gospel, sharing it with people who don't know it. And that's what a gospel community of love is. Um, kind of a weird thing. Who, who in here likes chick flicks? Honestly, men. Okay, Nate. Nate's being honest. David, you don't like chick flicks. Yes, I knew you were gonna raise your hand, man. I, I like chick flicks sometimes. I don't really like to admit it, but I kind of like them. They're all right. Um, it's the the type of love you see in chick flicks is not the type of love that we are gonna really be talking about tonight. But um, that's more of a worldly view of love, and it's really sad in life how we are more influenced in a cultural, worldly view of love than we are a biblical love. It's, it's crazy in our, in our culture today. Um, it's more of a, a love based off of uh, feeling and emotion rather than uh, devotion and, and dedication and um, commitment. And so um, that's why you see so many marriages fail. fail. Um, so many marriages struggle. That's why you see relationships um, go off the deep end. Um, and that's why you see people fall away from God all the time is because they're so on fire when they first come to know Jesus and they're stoked. They have this crazy, intense feeling, and then it goes away because they're not serious. And it was just a feeling and emotion for them at that time. And now you see a lot of our nation running away from that, from Jesus. <clears throat> so it, include, I get, it includes emotion. Definitely, for sure, love does. Biblical love does. But it starts with devotion. And if the devotion isn't there, it's just going to fail. It's not going to work. Um, if you think throughout Scripture, if you just think of God, period, um, he, he wasn't up in heaven, and He didn't look down at, at the world and say, wow, they're sinning, and they hate me, and they're rebellious against me, and they don't they don't do what I tell them to do. They're so amazing. They're cute. I just want to like... Engage with them. It wasn't like that at all. He saw them. He said, they're rebellious. They hate me. They need me. They're going to go to hell without me. And if I don't send somebody to save them, they're going to hell. And so he took action and he sent Jesus. It was devotion. It was a choice. It wasn't a feeling. It was devotion first. It was a choice that he was going to send Jesus into the world to live a perfect, sinless life die on the cross brutally for us and then rise again for us. It was all for us. It was a choice. It wasn't an emotion in the beginning. Um, love is other-centered. It's not self-centered. You look at Jesus again. He came to serve. He would wash people's feet. He healed people. He, he, he taught. He, he died. He was selfless. And so many times in our Christian walks, in our Christian lives, we are looking out for number one we have been told in our society that you have to love yourself first before you can do anything that's a lie how I many of you guys watch oprah she needs jesus really bad but she says you i mean she's you're your own god you need to love yourself first and, and then everything will fall into place no it's not like that with jesus you love jesus you're selfless and you serve others that's how that works love is self uh, death to self you have to die to yourself and live for another. Live for Jesus. Follow after Jesus. Pursue Jesus because he's pursuing you. He reached out for you. He didn't have to, but he did because he loves you. Um, love is active. As we talked about earlier, Jesus coming and dying. That's active. It wasn't pretty at all, his death. Um, I don't know if how many of you guys have seen a lot of Jesus movies, but they come nowhere close to what Jesus went through for you. Um it's active, and it's still active with him. He rose again, and he lives for you. It's crazy. He's preparing a place for you. He lives for you. You can come to him at any time if you're a Christian and pour your heart out to him. He's active. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's such an action, and it's not emotion um, first. Um, so with that being said, um, let's dive into the text. 1 Corinthians Chapter 13, um, verses, um, let's just start in verse 1. Um, And I'll read the first one. If I speak in tongues of men and of angels and have not love, I am a noisy gong or clanging cymbal. Pretty self-explanatory. Paul says if you can speak in tongues of men and angels, but you don't have love, it's nothing. It's completely worthless. What you're doing is completely worthless. It sounds like a gong or a clanging of cymbals. If I was to go over to my drum set, pick up a drumstick and start wailing on the cymbal, you guys aren't going to be like, "Oh, Jesus, this is I can worship to this." You're not going to be drawn into worship from that. It's going to be annoying. You're going to get sick of it and tell me to shut up. That's what's going to happen. And so, if you don't have love, it's worthless. It's nothing. Verse two. Who wants to? Who wants to read verse two? Uh, yeah, just verse two. And I'm just, for the podcast sake, I'll read it. And if I have prophetic powers and understanding of all mysteries and knowledge, and if I have all the faith so as to remove mountains, but I have not love, I am nothing. You can know everything, guys, about Scripture. You can have the theology down. You can have the Greek down. You can have the Hebrew down. You can know all the Ten Commandments. You can know the Bible from cover to cover. But if you don't have love, you, it's, you're, it's not worth anything. You can know all everything about the Bible, but not if you don't have love, it's worth nothing. Cause what does love do? It moves, it's an action, you go tell people about it. Like I said earlier, and how Nate talks about, you don't know the gospel until you feel compelled to share it with people who don't know it. Cause what's the gospel? Again, it's an action. You're going. It's going, 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 going. Um So and it's really cool. Um in the podcast, when I was listening to the podcast and studying for this, um, Harvey was talking about what the, the greatest commandment, who knows what the greatest commandment that Jesus said was? Anybody? Love
2: the Lord your God with um, your mind, heart and soul and strength, and love your neighbor as
0: yourself. Exactly. Love the Lord your God and love your neighbor. And from Genesis to Revelation, you see that. The, f- the first four commandments of the Ten Commandments are about... Um, Loving God. Um, And the last six are about loving others. If you really look at it, that's what it is. And so from Genesis to Revelation, you see love God and love others. It's all over the place. Jesus spoke on it the whole time He was here in His ministry, His his 33 years being on earth. From the time He was 33 mainly, or 30 to 33 mainly just drove that into people's heads. Love the Lord your God and love others. Um, So... It's very, it's very important. You can have all the head knowledge, but if you don't have love, you ain't got nothing. And Paul's pretty straight up and forward with that. Um, verse 3. Anybody want to read verse 3? We're cruising. Awesome. If I give all away, everything I have away... And if I deliver up my body to be burned, but I have not love, I gain nothing. I see this a lot, and I, this is something I, I, I fell into a lot, I guess. Um, this verse really actually talks to like the religious part of Christianity, of people getting saved and thinking it's all about, all about works and doing good things and getting Jesus' points, quote-unquote. Um, there's nothing you can do to make God love you any better or any less. He loves you. And so brownie points with God doesn't work. And so many times we try we try to serve others. We give them good things and we, we give our money away and we take our shirt off and put it on somebody who needs it. We do all these things and inside you're really not, you're not doing it because you love the people. You're doing it because you want to look good, because you want to get Jesus' points. Sorry, that's not working. He already knows your heart and he knows why you're doing it. So you lost from the beginning doesn't work that way. It's about the love that, he, that the Spirit gives you because of, you understand what Jesus did for you, and so you want to give that out. It's not where you're giving, but you're taking when you're, when you're, when you're doing this. You're not really getting anywhere. So the religious part needs to be thrown out of it. Out of it. You need to love Jesus, and therefore by loving Jesus, love others and, and, and help and, and be a servant and serve. And not do it for your own your own gain, because Jesus already knows your heart. So, the religious part of it is is gone. Um, verse four uh, through through seven. Anybody want to read that? Awesome. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant. All these things in these verses is telling you what love is, but it also tells you what love does if you look at it. It's telling you it's patient, it's kind. Are you patient? As a Christian, you know Jesus. Are you patient? I'm not a very patient person. I'm not going to lie. I struggle with being patient. My best friends know that. I'm not patient. Love is patient. Love is kind. Are we kind? to people do we do we trash talk all over the place do we, do we hate our neighbor it's kind love does not envy are you envious do you want something that somebody else has I fail at that every day do you boast the only thing you should be boasting about is Jesus and what he did for you he gives you talents and what you do with those talents is very crucially important do you take all the credit Or do you give it back to God because He's the one who gave it to you? It's not arrogant. Sorry, are we idiots? Yeah. All the time. Try to make decisions without going before the Lord. All the time. Happens all the time. Try and do it our own way. I talked with a friend this weekend about it. Had a big discussion. We always want to go that way, our own way. We're arrogant. We don't go before the Lord. And what happens all the time, every time, Anybody want to say it? We get nowhere. We fail every time. Crash, crash, and burn. Exactly. It's not arrogant. It's not rude. <laughs> I am rude all the time. Are we rude? Do we respect our elders? Do we respect our parents? Do we you respect your moms? Mother's Day. You may not like everything they do, but the rules. But you gotta respect them. You gotta, you gotta obey them. Exactly. <laughs> it's not insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. We always want our own way. I think of children, little children, myself. But we're going to talk about little children later on in this passage. We always want our own way. Are we, are we always irritated? No one wants to be around an irritated person. I got irritated with my little sisters today. Oh, she was horrible. All of her stupid little stuff... It's, it's retarded. I, I, I hit myself in the head all the time. They are retarded, though. My little sisters are kind of stupid, but you know, I love them. I say that in love, you know. I'm just kidding. I love my sisters. Are we resentful? Yeah, all the time. To not rejoice in wrongdoing. That one hit me. We go to a movie. This is where I'm bad, man. Go to a movie. Go to a a play, whatever it is. And we're seeing stuff that breaks the heart of God and we laugh at it. And that I, I I I'm horrible at that. But it rejoices with the truth. What's truth? Jesus. That's it. Jesus Jesus rejoiced with the truth and we should we should imitate that. Do we do we go ahead, Dave?
1: Oh man. Like, you know, I think it's worth talking about um just even in life. You know, um, I don't know, like, I think of like obviously like Obama just got killed and stuff. Obviously, Osama. Osama. No Obama. Not Obama. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> Osama. Right? Yes, Osama yeah, he okay. okay. And um yeah, I mean you know you look at it. Extreme, but to take like literal pleasure in his death is, you know, I I have a really hard time finding that being loving and being biblical. You know, is there justice? Yes, but you know, you don't want to rejoice in in wrong things that happen. You know, you know, we don't even know he could he could have gotten saved. We don't know. You know, and even with people that are closer to us, it's easy to do that with with a figure. I guess is what I'm trying to say with somebody you. close friends or, or you know, people that you know when bad things happen to them or wrong things happen what do we think of? Exactly. You know, how is that loving? It says love rejoices in truth. You know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just think that that's worth talking
0: about. Exactly. And you know it's not just a fact that we go to a movie like Nate said and we laugh at the the F word and then mocking and spitting in the face of God. It's not all that but I was also thinking today and I know we have a lot of younger kids in here and I was at your stage and I still fall into this um, whether it's if you're dating or even if you're not even if you're single if you struggle with something with your girlfriend or boyfriend and you you fall into sin with them whether it is sex or not sex or something you know you shouldn't be doing you don't want to do it but you still keep engaging you're still rejoicing in that you're still you're not being repentive of it and you need to get out of it and that was something that, that I was thinking about today. It's not just this, oh, that's funny and great, and, but it's, do you pursue it? Are you, are you pursuing what you're engaged in that you know is wrong? And we have to flee from that. We need to rejoice in the truth. Um, love um, bears all things, believes all things, hopes in all things, and endures in all things. This, I thought, mainly of marriage. I just The first thing that came to my mind um, is to become one. We're going to bear each other's burdens. We're gonna we're gonna believe in each other. We're gonna encourage each other. We're gonna hope. I mean, hope for hope for the best with each other, um, and and we are gonna endure each other. We're gonna we're gonna stick it out to the end until Christ calls us home. We're not gonna we're not gonna mess up and and get a divorce. We're gonna we're gonna be one. Um, I don't believe in divorce. It's a horrible thing. I know it happens, but God hates it and. We need to endure through life. And not just with marriage, guys. It's with everything. It's just with life, period, with you and God. Um, One thing I like when I read this, I'm just going to do it real quick. Jesus is patient and kind. Jesus does not envy or boast. He's not arrogant or rude. Jesus does not insist on His own way. Jesus is not irritable or resentful. Jesus does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but Jesus rejoices with the truth. Jesus bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and He endures all things. And that really stuck out to me if you read it like that, because Jesus is is love, um, but He's also at the same time a God who is just and righteous, and He He does what He wants, and He deals with sin. Um, but He's loving also, and we need to remember that. What stuck out to me about endures all things,
1: is I just keep thinking of the cross when He uh-huh. says, Father, forgive me, and not what they do. Like, if love can't endure something, I mean, that's like the perfect example of enduring love. Exactly. All
2: the way up to the last breath,
1: that was about
0: us. Exactly. And at any time, He endured the cross, and at any time He said, I can call 12 legions of angels to come and kill everybody right here, and I can be fine. Twelve legions of angels is a ton of angels. And he could just wipe everybody out. I think it would be cool if he just sent Michael. But I'm glad he didn't send anybody because we'd all burn. But he endured it. Exactly. Yeah, it's sad. We need to strive for it, though. You know, when we fail, we just can't be like, well, I messed up. Oh, well, life happens. No, you need to realize it, take it in, and understand who Jesus is and just pursue Him. Um, verses uh, 8 through 11. Everything's going to pass away, guys. Everything's going to burn, except the word of the Lord. And like Paul says, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I acted like a child. I was an idiot, basically. But when I put away these things, I became a man. And here I don't think he's just talking about children. I think he's talking about Christians, a, a baby Christian. When you become a Christian, you have so much to learn. But it all starts with Jesus. You accept Jesus. You embrace Him. You embrace embrace the things of Jesus. Then you go on a journey with Jesus. You learn with Jesus. He teaches you things. And at a certain point in your walk, it's time for you, I guess, to, to grow up and to man up and do what He tells you to do. And be a light. Go into the world. When Jesus said go into the world, it wasn't just an option. It was a command. Go, therefore, and make disciples. If you want to, go make disciples. No, it wasn't that. It was go make disciples, baptizing them. Um, it was a command. And so, I mean, you guys have all seen children. They're very selfish. They they think the world revolves around them. They want their food. They want their nap. They want their toy. just revolves around them. I'm sure Naomi can... <laughs> <laughs> the world revolves around them and at some point in a child's life they realize wow I didn't get what I wanted that's not fun and at times in our Christian walk we're so on fire in the beginning and then all of a sudden God doesn't give us what we wanted God I, God, when I signed up for this I didn't know you were going to take my, my little sister's life I didn't know you were going to do that I don't want that I didn't know you were going to take my job away from me. I, I don't want that. I didn't sign up for that. I didn't know you were going to take my car and my house and move me to some crazy, weird place in the middle of nowhere called Elka, Nevada. I didn't know you were going to do that. You know?
1: It's cool to do the opposite way. Some people will come to Christ and be like, well, I'm coming to Christ so I can get this from them. Exactly. Exactly. And um, I think that's huge. And another thing I was gonna say, like, I've been going with this verse, when I was a child, I spoke like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. I think so much of Jesus. Like, I was listening to a Mark Driscoll sermon about Jesus being a warrior. Aspects of manliness. That was Jesus Christ. He was a warrior. He was a king. But he, he did it the correct way. Yeah. And we forget that. And we and we 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 come to Christians, or we come to community, or we come to church, and we're just like, oh yeah, let's sing songs to the pretty Jesus. And you forget that, that he's all powerful and a man's man. And I just that really hit me really hard when it's like, put away your childish things. And like you said, grow up and man up. Yeah. Take the gospel.
0: Exactly. Uh, Basically what Paul's saying here is grow up Christian, you know. It's time for you to step it up. He's telling the Corinthians, you need to step it up. The Christian walk, when you get saved, believe it or not, it's not going to church and reading your Bible. That's part of it, definitely. But if you're going to church, Jesus didn't die for you to sit in a church pew. He didn't die so you could just do your devotions. He died so you could learn more about Him and then take that out to the world. That's why He died. He died. And so that you could be with Him someday. You could talk with Him and fellowship with Him face to face. blows your mind. It's crazy that you're going to see your Creator one day. It's time for us to grow up, go outside these doors when we're done learning and studying the Word of God and actually take it to people who don't know it. Like Nate said last week, I I can't, just hypothetically, Like I couldn't imagine standing before God with my friends and then them in front of me and God's saying, Depart from me, and then turn then turn around and say, You never told me? You knew this the entire time, and you hid this from me because you're a chicken. That's Paul saying, It's time for you to grow up. Take the gospel to a new level and tell people.
2: Yeah, George Meyer says it this way. Christian, don't have a wishbone, have a
0: backbone. Don't have a wishbone, have a backbone. That's awesome. That is awesome. If you don't do anything, yeah, Jesus says they are going to know you by what? your love see like you said if your friends you
2: wish they would have gotten saved you wish you know that things were better for them that ain't gonna help them no you know like you said about the passage on knowledge you can know all of this and that but until you internalize it and apply it and walk it out when the enemy comes for you you can have all the wishes and all the knowledge you want and he will still devour and destroy your life yeah
0: Exactly. And who's been face to face with God and knows everything about Scripture and is going to hell? Satan. Satan. And his demons. They know more about Scripture than probably any of us in this room does. They've seen God, they've been in God's presence and they're still going to hell. I don't care how much you know. That's, it's good to have the head knowledge but if you don't do anything with the head knowledge, it ain't nothing. If you don't have love, it ain't worth nothing. It doesn't work. Last two verses. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, I shall, I shall know fully, even as I've been fully known. So now faith, hope, and love aside, these three, but the greatest of these is love. You can have faith to move mountains, the Bible says. Just a little bit can move mountains. We have our hope in Jesus to save us, that we'll be with him one day, but the greatest is love. As we need... To love the world. Be in the world, not of it. Love it. I mean, that's what it all comes down to. We need to love. Jesus was the perfect example. Jesus was a man's man. And he proved that by just going to the cross. He was beaten beyond recognition for you. I can't I can't stress it enough.
1: There's a, um, there's, there's a new, there's obvious, and if you're... In, in the kind of Christians that we're all, if you notice there's a big movement of the missional church um, going out and being like like Jesus was and, and incorporating those works and things And I've heard somebody say, you know, so, a, a, a non-believer would say, well, what is the church ever... I'm not going to become a Christian because the church never did anything for me. And the first thing I think about is, you know, that's, that's really sad. You know, you're all about yourself. But then I flip it around be like, why hasn't the church done something for them? Jesus would have done something for them. Not that it's all about works, but where's the church? Where are we? Why aren't we living missionally? Why aren't we going out and putting love into action and doing things for people? And when we do things for that person and they say, why are you helping?" they're just all about what they can get but then you turn around and see
0: the command that Jesus put on us i don't see the problem with yeah how many have to go. exactly how many of you in here have a family or friend that you see part mostly every day of your life that you know isn't saved you know isn't saved you know they're on their way to hell have you told them about jesus have you said anything to them oh they're going to know me by they know i go to church Okay. Mormons go to church. Well, I I don't cuss. Okay, that's good. Why have you said anything about Jesus? Well, I don't party like them, I don't have sex outside of marriage. They should see that and know that I'm different. Yeah. (laughs) I'm one person. You make up all these excuses so you don't have to say the name Jesus because as soon as you say the name Jesus, oh, they're going to think I'm a weirdo. Yeah, <laughs> probably. They're probably going to think, well, you're a little different. That's, that's weird. Well, they're going to spend eternity in hell. I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not just a, a light thing, guys. It's, it's a big deal. And I'm preaching to myself.
2: Knowing Jesus and not telling others about it is like having the cure for cancer and keeping it to yourself. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you would think of that person as the most hideous, selfish person. You, you have the cure. I have the disease. You refuse to give it to me. You walk by me and said, "I don't want to risk anything to give yep. you the cure for what's going to save your life," and you held it to yourself. That person would, you know, would be crucified, yeah. Right? Yep.
0: We have the cure, people. His name's Jesus so why aren't we telling people why aren't we telling our moms that maybe aren't saved our dads our brothers and sisters aunts uncles grandparents friends at school scared to share Jesus at the high school Jesus wasn't ashamed of you he didn't have to save you he didn't need you but he did because he knew where you were going to go without him it's pretty serious Real quick, guys, I want someone to turn to Jeremiah 29.11. This kind of ties in with love. Um, So turn to Jeremiah 29.11 really quick, and I want someone to read that for me.
2: Is that the ones that you will find me you will all your heart? No. No?
0: Nope.
2: Jeremiah 29.11, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, that one of good and not harm, of welfare and not evil.
0: Exactly. Right there. I know the plans I have for you. If you look at the, this verse, believe it or not, it's taken way out of context a lot of the times. A lot of people think it's mainly, this is for me, I'm going to be so well off and I can do what I want. And God's just going to bless me, it's going to be great. But if you look at the context, God's talking to people in Babylon that are in exile and they don't want to be there. Absolutely just do not want to be there. But God said, I have you where I want you and I know the plans that I have for you to prosper and I'm keeping you there, whether you like it or not. This is where I have you. Get used to it. And throughout, it's been a long time, I've seen throughout Elko, a lot of people say, I hate Elko. I don't want to be here. It's horrible here. There's nothing to do here. There's no mall here. I mean, we can go hike a mountain, walk up to the E, but that's about it. I want to go... To college somewhere and i want to I want to go to Boise State or unr or California and get a, a, a good career going get a good job you know make some good money you know not me a billionaire maybe but make some good money get a car and a house you know I mean Jesus said he knows the plans he has for me they must be this you know it has to be this I, don't, I hate Elko. and we forget about the gospel and we forget that Jesus could have put you in California or at Boise State or some huge city, but he didn't. He put you here, in Elko, Nevada. Because outside those two doors right there is just as big of a mission field as anywhere else in this world. There's thousands of people out there that don't know who Jesus is. People say, I want to go on a huge mission trip to Africa or, or Brazil. I mean, I could really do something there. People here need Jesus too. And that's good, I'm all for missions somewhere else. I'm totally down with that. That's awesome. People are called to do that. But if you're groaning and you're complaining and you're saying, I hate alcohol, I don't want to be here. This sucks. I'm I i want to get out of here. This is horrible. This is not for me. God didn't make me to stay here. I'm not gonna do that. When I moved to Reno, I told myself, I, I ain't moving back. Reno's awesome. Yeah, there's tons of stuff to do in Reno. God move me back here. God has you in a spot for a specific reason, just like he did with these people. I know the plans I have for you. That doesn't mean, anywhere, nowhere in that verse does it say, you know the plans you have for yourself, and you need to go where you want to go. God has you in Elko for a reason. And it's to share the gospel with people who don't know it, and who are going to hell. And I can't tell you guys, and drive it into your heads, to go do it, I mean, I can't. I'm not the one who leads you to do that. The Spirit does. I'm called to tell you guys, the Spirit is. You need to. You need to ask the Spirit of God for direction, for guidance, for strength to do it. Because you can't do it yourself. It's impossible. You're here for a reason. Elko, Nevada. I mean, this is what this is what community is. It's coming here and then going out to the world. And if we're not sharing the gospel, then we're wasting. So much time. I mean, how many times do you see your friend at school that needs Jesus on a daily basis? Your parents, family? I mean, I know you guys do because I did that, and I wish I did it more. I have friends that I had in high school that are going to hell because I didn't say something. And I have to live with that every day. I've tried to find them on Facebook. I can't find them. Maybe that's God's way of telling me, you should have. I don't know. Time's flying by. Look at our world today. I mean, Jesus is coming back. And I want to be able to throw a bunch of crowns at his feet and glorify him. You know? So it's so, so, so important that we love. And to just throw the excuse oh, they're going to know me by my love. I don't have to say anything. If you love them, you're going to tell them. We need to grow up, we need to be uh, not selfish. Get over yourself. Start living for Jesus. Die to yourself. It's not going to be easy. But you can do it because you got the creator of the universe that I think somewhere in the Bible it says God holds the universe between his pinky and his thumb. And I'm pretty sure if he's holding the universe he can sure help you out. So all you got to do is ask him. And if you're here and you're not saved, if you don't understand what that means, If you don't know who Jesus is and what He did for you, He came 2,000 years ago. He died on a cross to where He couldn't even be recognized as a human being. He was beaten so bad. And then He was buried and He rose again and He lives for you. And all you have to do is accept His gift without no works involved. Works come after salvation. Not that they get you any higher in heaven or get you into heaven, but that you do it out of love for Jesus. So if you don't know, please come talk to me or Nate or somebody in here. We'd love to show you from the word what the Bible says on how to be saved. So with that, <clears throat> I will close and we will sing a couple more songs and we will eat food. Dear Lord, we just thank you so much for today. Thank you for the discussion tonight, Lord. I pray that you'll be with us as we go out into the world, Lord. Just this small town of Elko that we'll just, uh, that, that, uh, We'll be bold enough to, to spread, your, spread your name, Lord. Lord, that you'll just give us a strength. Help us to go from baby Christian to a mature Christian and understand what that means, Lord. We give this night to you, Lord, in your name. Amen.